What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today's episode is from a different podcast, and as confusing as that may sound, um, I decided to switch things up just a little bit. I was interviewed for a podcast called Easy Wins, um, and it's a it's a healthy lifestyle podcast from a guy named Mitch in uh, Seattle, Washington. So he reached out to me. He knew Kaisa. They connected the dots. He got in touch with me. He has an awesome podcast where he actually interviews some really, really cool and influential people, especially in the uh, younger entrepreneurship realm of fitness, like big people in the social media space. So I definitely go suggest checking out the Easy Wins podcast because he has some great stuff on there. But he interviewed me basically on what it means to live a healthy lifestyle, right? Like, what do I like? What's my theories and my concepts and my philosophy on training, on diet, on success, and how I created a monstrous morning routine to make sure that I stay successful in all areas of my life? I really enjoyed uh, doing this podcast with him, and I asked him if I could throw it on my podcast, and he willingly said yes. So, as you guys can tell by now, Wednesdays are interviews, and that's what we're going to stick with as a theme. I have some really big interviews coming up. I already did a couple big ones, so I. I think you guys are going to really like this approach. Wednesdays are going to be strictly interviews, and I delayed this week's interview with Jason Phillips to come out next week, so stay tuned next week. Jason Phillips will be on the podcast. The week after that, I have a really big one that um, you guys are going to be pumped to hear, and I'm not going to spoil that because you're going to have to wait and see, so make sure you're subscribed if you're not already, Um, but I wanted to make this week actually an interview on me because I don't think you guys have actually had a chance to hear my side of things. Um, I think me and Theo did a podcast. The very first two podcasts were like, who is Cody and who is Theo? But other than that, it's been over 100 episodes since we really dug into our own philosophy on who we are and why we do what we do. So this one is a good chance for you guys to hear my story from when I was a fat kid and completely changed my life in every realm of my life through fitness and nutrition. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this, um, and I wanted to bring this to you for this week's interview. I also have a couple quick announcements. There will be some rebranding of this podcast. Nothing is going to change. You are still going to get the awesome interviews every Wednesday. You're going to get Q&As and other topics every Friday. The only difference is is we are deciding to take this a different route and the Mind vs. Muscle podcast will now become the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. And the reason for this is simple. Theo and I, um, we are literally best friends. He's like a brother to me and he will be in my wedding. That's how close we are and and it's always going to stay that way. But the truth of the matter is we live extremely far away and we cannot commit to meeting as often as we need to in order to deliver the value that we want to deliver to you guys. On top of that, we have two separate businesses that are growing at an exponential rate and we need to focus on those above all else. And because of that, it just makes sense to rebrand this. And as you guys are probably familiar with by now, for those of you who have been uh, listening every single week, it's been me quite often. Now, on Friday of this week, you will hear an episode. Uh, me and Theo did a great to- uh, episode on 2018. So he still will be on the podcast as often as we can have it. The difference is, is it's just going to predominantly be boom, boom performance as it has been for the, the recent amount of time. So you will be seeing some rebranding. The logo will change. The title of the podcast will change. Theo will still be on the podcast. But I wanted to give you guys this quick announcement and just 
give you a warning so you know that when you look at iTunes and all of a sudden it's Boom Boom Performance Podcast that you know it's still the Mind vs. Muscle Podcast. All the episodes that are logged in our library are still going to be here. That is not changing. So we're not getting rid of any episodes and we're going to continue to do the exact same thing that we are doing. It's just predominantly going to be ran by myself. With that being said, I wanted to just kind of give you guys, the listeners, our family, uh, just a little insight on what is going on and let you know that that is happening. And still, if you are not in the Mind vs. Muscle team page, which may switch the title as well, it's still going to be around. We're still going to have an awesome group of people doing awesome things. So please click the link in the show notes so you can jump on that and get in there ASAP because I do still want you in the group community with the entire Mind vs. Muscle team because that is not going anywhere. The second quick announcement I have is to go check out Reebok1.com slash boom boom. If you are a trainer and you want 40% off your first purchase on anything, crazy good deal for you guys and after that first 40% off purchase you actually get 25% off for life this is a huge savings so make sure you jump on that guys there's a link in the show notes and without further ado here's my interview on the easy wins healthy lifestyle podcast fighting out of the red corner cody Boom, boom, McBroom. Call me Mitchie Buffer for all you fight fans out there. (laughs) When I saw his name, I've always wanted to do that. But no, really glad I got to connect with Cody. Thank you, Kaisa. He's an extremely hard worker, super passionate dude, very knowledgeable. You know, I, I learned a lot from this podcast. He's got a killer morning routine. And I also love the journey he's been on. You know, he's got a story that I'm sure a lot of people can connect with. He was the the chubby kid who overcame that and he's in a good spot now. So I think it's going to be a really inspiring episode and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Uh, let's let's yep. just talk about your journey and, and where you're at now and kind of how, how you got there, what led up to that. Man, so I grew up. The fat kid, which is like the uh, it, it's it's a common story, but yeah, I, I mean, I grew up the chubby kid. My brother was one of those kids that just ate whatever the hell he want, but for some reason always had a six pack, and I just despised him for it. And uh, you know, we both played soccer, but I was just like that chubby kid, that chubby defender, right? So I grew up like that, and it kind of stuck with me, and I was just known to be that funny little chubby kid, which didn't matter to me much when I was young, but as I got older, obviously that can wear on you. So actually, I hit a growth spurt and started getting really into soccer, and I lost some weight, leaned out a little bit, felt a little bit better. Towards the end of my high school career, I tore all the ligaments in my knee. It kind of ruined my college aspirations of playing soccer, gained a bunch of weight. So at this point, I, I graduated, and I was 45 pounds heavier than I am now. So I was big, and and it was just like this suck of energy emotionally physically mentally everything right so not only was I not able to play soccer anymore because I had this bum knee which I didn't know how to rehabilitate and my parents weren't paying for physical therapy but on top of that I just wasn't happy right I wasn't confident with my body I just didn't feel good Um, all my friends were off playing college ball so it was like I was kind of like this alone feeling position right so fast forward a little bit I'm actually going to college for uh business and I'm in the the shitty little gym at the community college doing like 
just whatever I can figure out, like leg extensions and stuff, trying to like build some muscle around this knee while I got this brace on. And this old dude, he was funny, this old dude, he was a little bit heavier set, comes up to me and he's like, hey man, like you can learn a lot in my class about how to like help your knee out. And I'm like, oh yeah, what class is that? And he was like, it's like a functional training class. And I like look him up and down and I'm like, you run a functional training class? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you should stop by. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I hated school. So I skipped class, went to his class. And sure enough, like this dude was legit. Like he actually worked with Deion Sanders. He trained a lot of Olympic swimmers. He had his own facility outside of the college. He was just there doing this uh, PT program. And like he was just the dopest dude. So like I, I went to the office. I forged my dad's signature, changed my degree that day, like just <laughs> completely switched my mindset. I'm like an all-in kind of guy. So I went for it. Um Dad was pissed because he was paying for college. I think I was – I just turned 18. So I graduated high school young. So I'm 18, changed everything, and I started on this weight loss journey, man. I lost 40 to 50 pounds, and then obviously I built muscle after that. So I ended up pulling weight up, but it just like was this whole journey to change my life. And it was cleaning up my diet. It was learning new techniques. I started a blog at the time. It was called BeFitLiveGreat.Weebly.com because I had to have their little Weebly thing in there. Um <laughs> Which is funny because it's actually what turned into my business now. And that's like that's my sole career is everything is built from that blog. So I started writing about my journey of losing weight and just trying to feel better and be more confident and, and start playing soccer again. That's how it all started. Nice. And then so where – so what are you doing now? What? So now I, uh, I I train a select few clients at a facility called Vigor Ground Fitness and Performance in downtown Renton. Um, I'm I'm only there part time. I do a little bit of marketing. I do a little bit of content media work for them as well. And then I run a separate business, which is Boom Boom Performance, and that is my online business. And that's what Be Fit Live Great was at one point. Um, and it just developed into this this blog that I was so passionate about from. I'm a creator. So for me, it's like I love doing stuff like this, podcasts, videos, writing, blogging, Instagram, Facebook, anything I can get my hands on to create more content. For some reason, I just love it, right? So I was doing so much of that and then somebody messaged me and was like, hey, man, I follow all your stuff. I would love for you to write my training program. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, where are you located? And he was like, Virginia. And I'm like, oh, no, well, sorry, man. I live in Seattle. (laughs) And he's like, why can't you do that? He's like, this guy Lane Norton does it. All these like online coaches. And I was like, what the fuck is an online coach? <laughs> you know, cuss we're on here. Yeah, you're good. Okay, cool. So I'm like, what the fuck is an online coach? So I look up and I notice these guys are making money from their blogs. Like they're they're training people online. They're doing nutrition programs. They're creating eBooks. And and at that moment, I knew like exactly what my career path was going to be, and I just went all in on trying to create a business out of it. So now, Boom Boom Performance is a uh, it's a, essentially like a to me, it's a fitness and nutrition media and coaching company because I do tons of videos. Uh, I run a podcast called Mind vs Muscle with a co-host Theo Bowie, and that's featured on my website. I write for other people like Bodybuilding dot com, uh, Personal Training Development Center, places like that. I have ebooks for purchase on there. So it's like this hub that I've created all from a blog that was started based off my own fitness journey. So that's kind of like where I'm at now and that's my career. So I I mean I have clients and it's actually really crazy. I have a client in Iceland. I have a client in Israel. I have a client in Canada. 
um, Australia, I have one right now. Um, I have, I've had people reach out from like London and stuff. So it's, it's really crazy and I have them all around the country, but it's amazing what you can do with this, you know? So like my whole goal is just to keep spreading fitness as, as much as I can. That's nuts, man. And, and I saw, yeah. uh, yesterday you got invited to, what was it? The 425 magazine featured or something. Yeah, so uh, it's called uh, 425 Magazine has a business award that's called 30 Under 30. So they pretty much give an award for 30 entrepreneurs under the age of 30 in the 425 area. So for anybody who's not familiar with Washington, we're kind of like east side, west side for Seattle, Bellevue area. So Seattle, I think their magazine's called The Met or something like that. And 425 is like the, the similar version of that. So essentially it's it's all of – uh, Redmond, Issaquah, Renton, Bellevue, Newcastle, like everything on that side in the city. And they do that award. So yeah, I got, um, an email randomly and was like, Hey, you're a nominee. Just let you know, you might be in the running. And I was like, Oh shit, this is cool. Next thing I know, like, they're like, you won, you're in there. I was like, dope. So they don't have like first place, second place or anything, but it's all 30 of us. I, I was actually the only fitness person in the entire place, Wow, which was really cool because, it, it was oh, like getting recognized for being a businessman and not just a trainer, which is, is huge because I think a lot of people get stuck in that I'm just a trainer thing and that's what holds them back from like exploding their business. So it was a really, really cool experience. No, that's awesome, man. Um, so that it's it's really cool to how you started it. Like you took advantage of all of that, you know, like you were at a low point and you got yourself out of it, but you also like wrote about it and it shared. And that's what I, I try and preach to everyone. Like wherever you're at, you have a story and, and that's, yeah. that's really awesome that you did that. So, and I think vulnerability is key there, right? Like being okay with putting it out there. Cause the, now, and, and you probably relate to this too. Cause we, we train and coach so many clients. It's like the number one go-to thing for people who are struggling with whatever they're goal or lack thereof is is the feeling of being alone like like somebody doesn't get it like i'm in this position you're not and and the the fact is is we're not alone and i recognize that i was like okay i'm not the only chubby 19 year old that really wants to get in shape and impress some girls like that was like yeah yeah exactly or like athlete who got hurt or whatever it may be um and i just was like fuck it i'm just gonna put it out there and then sure enough like people start tacking along yep uh, that's huge. So I'm I'm big on on habits and I know that's probably what helped you get there because you have to find ways to be consistent. So is was there any like type of morning routine that helped you out? You know, back then, um unfortunately no, now Absolutely. So like I think back then it was just a matter of I just had this burning passion to change. Mm -hmm. And I think like when you get the sense of you can change, like it it was tough for me at first. But when I first lost a few pounds, I realized like, holy shit, I can do this. Right. And and it's contagious and you start going after it. Um, But I also didn't have as many responsibilities in life. So it was difficult. Right. So like I could I had school and I had a part time job at Rite Aid, actually. And that's all I did. So every waking moment I was reading or researching or trying to train whenever I could. So it wasn't as big of a deal, but now, and I preach this a ton too, 
my morning is so dialed in to make sure that it is successful because just like you said, if I can have one successful day, I can have a successful week. If I can have a successful week, I can have a successful month and so on and so forth. So in going past just being a trainer, it's like, how do I create a business? Because like, and everything has changed a lot for me. I'm actually having a baby. So I have a baby on the way. And, oh, and wow. Congrats, it, man. yeah, man, it's awesome. And it's like this now is like, okay, I'm, I need to not only provide for myself in my own bank account, but for another life form coming for my soon to be wife, like all, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a lot more on the line. So, um, I absolutely believe that routines are the key. So for me, um, I, I actually, I don't Are you familiar with wake up warrior? No. Okay, so, so it's it's essentially it's it's a men's coaching program, but it's strictly around self development and business, and they preach a lot of different things. And I've worked with some of the guys, and and they they essentially coach entrepreneurs and business owners and businessmen. And I've been working with them for a long time, so my routine's been built off of what they have taught me. And essentially, it's your core four. So we have your body, your being, your balance, your business. So your fitness your relationship or I'm sorry, your mindset, your spirituality, your emotional side, uh, your relationships, so your spouse and family, whatever, and then your business, which is everything finance. And my morning is essentially like a point system to make sure that I'm knocking out each aspect of that. So I have to do something for my body because my body is what puts me into power. And if I'm in power, I have a confident in, in, in certain mind and then I can show up as a better human being for my relationships and therefore my business will grow. So it's a long-winded answer. But essentially to me that means my first thing I do in the morning is move. And it's this sounds crazy but – I wake up at 5.30 every morning and I hit the coffee machine and I literally walk outside before I do anything. I don't touch my phone. I don't touch nothing. Walk outside, 5.30 a.m. and I go on a power walk. And and it always is funny because there's sometimes there's old ladies walking their dogs or whatever out there (laughs) and they look at me like I'm crazy but I'm like marching, right? Like I'm moving. But it it puts me into that like – you got to be a little insane I feel like to do this but it it puts me into this mode where I'm ready – I'm ready to change, right? I'm ready to change the day. I'm ready to embrace the day. I'm in a positive mind. I have blood flow going through my body, oxygen going through my limbs. And there's something that happens hormonally um, when you do that. So I'm a big believer that everybody's routine should have some kind of movement in it. So, and I switch it up because I believe that things get stale, right? So if I walk every day for a hundred days, it's going to get boring after a while. So at one point it was 50 push-ups and 50 band pull-aparts. And there's a lot of mornings you don't want to fucking do that, but I know the benefit of doing it. So like for me, that's, that's number one in my routine. Um, and then I go into the mindset of things. So for me, that means meditating and then, uh, writing my gratitude journal. So every single morning, 10 minutes of meditation, breathing, I go through mantras in my head to put myself in more power. And then I write out my gratitude journal. So like three things I'm really grateful for and one victory of the day before, because I know I've struggled with this a lot, but kind of just not even looking at wins, right? Like I set a goal and before I even reach that goal, I set another goal. So yep. I just kind of like go right, you know what I mean? I go right past the goal and I don't even appreciate it. So for me, every single day I have to write one victory, big or small, from the day before. Um, and then I go to, uh, and I read, and then my, and then I read. And then I'm kind of in my zone. So that's like my business side of things. Uh, my relationship side of things, I always leave an appreciation note, but I usually wait till the missus leaves the house so I can leave or something. But yeah, so for me, it's like fitness, I walk, uh, mindset, I meditate and write the gratitude journal, and then I read something every single day. 
So that's like my first hour of the morning. Those are huge, man. Like they, the, the one thing I want to ask though, is like, you, you know, you mentioned you got to be kind of crazy to do it. How did you feel when you first started? Were you like, like what got you to do it? You know? Yeah. Cause that's what I think, people, you know, getting people to start. That's the, that's the issue. Yeah. It, it, and, and this is what I always say, like, so there's this thing called the pause button mentality, right? And a lot of people have this issue where they click the pause button and they wait till Monday as soon as shit gets hard, right? So they'll do this routine like two days and then they wake up and they get that resistance where it's like, I don't want to do this shit. So they, I'll wait till Monday. Well, I try to tell people to look at things like a dial, right? It's a dial one to 10. Start with one. Like if that means that you start with just meditation because that's easy, then do that. Or if that starts with a walk, just do that. If it starts with reading, just do that. Do one thing. And then you build the habits week by week. So, And I do this with a lot of clients. At the end of the week, I'm like on a scale of one to ten, how do you feel about that habit you just built? And if it's not uh, eight, nine, or ten, then we're not adding another habit. Like we have to build that, right? So that's kind of how I approached it at first. And when when my coach was like, all right, this is the system. This is core four. You're going to do this every single day. I was like, dude, you're crazy. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. I ain't doing that shit. Yeah. So same thing. I, I dialed it back, right? And I just thought about one thing I could do that was a little bit better so I could start it out. And, and here's the thing is I've been doing this morning routine for a couple years now. Um a variation of it right so like i said i switch up things here and there obviously i'm not reading the same book like the way i do my gratitude journal may be different but i think the key is just going slow like i everybody's going to have resistance too and i think that goes with anything so if someone's starting a new nutrition plan or starting a new training program there's going to be days you're excited about it like there's days i wake up and even though it's 5 30 i'm like ready I'm like, let's get it. Like I go on a hard walk, like I'm I'm feeling it. And then there's days I wake up and I'm like hitting snooze and I'm like, dude, this is bullshit. Like I don't want to do this. I'm not going outside. It's 5 30 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You talk yourself out of it, right? And 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 that's kind of the resistance, right? So there's there's a really good book called The Obstacle is the Way. And I and I really like it because that's what it talks about, right? Like the obstacle is the way. When you feel that resistance, it's a it's a sign to actually push through it. So whenever I do get that resistance, I try to remind myself like, no, like you can win this battle. And every time I do win the battle and I push through that resistance, I feel so much better because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you made a, a huge point as far as like that's your routine, but you worked up to that, and that's taken time, you know. So that's yeah. A lot of people got to realize like, pick one thing that you think sounds interesting out of that. And perfect that, and then when that gets, like you said, at a ten, then at another one, and that's that's huge. Yeah, I really hundred like percent. I think that goes for anything. Like you're trying to start a business, you're trying to build a foundational, uh, like a great relationship. You're trying to build your nutrition, your training. Like you're not gonna throw three hundred pounds on the bar and bench it first day. Like you got to start with the bar. You know what I mean? So it's like let's let's slowly work up to it. Yep. Yep. And that. Once for me, that was the biggest thing was like just getting the the end piece out of my mind and just saying, okay, what is that one thing I can do today? Do it. And then just like forgetting about it, you know, like don't even think about it every day. Yep. Do that. And then you're like, oh, shit. Like I got room for other things now. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um. Are there any anything like bad habits you're trying to overcome these days or or like that um, you're working to add maybe and habits that you haven't gotten down? 
Yeah. Um, I got a few. I got a funny one, too, and it's ice cream, man. It's like <laughs> since my girl's been pregnant, she's been <laughs> – and I'll buy the Halo top to try to stay stay healthy right. with it, but – it's a, it's addicting. And it's funny because I can get away eating that and, and staying fairly lean, but I know it's not good for me. So I'm like, no, but, um, I think, I think it is. So for, for habits though, man, I think the biggest one for me is, uh, and it, it, it's definitely like the entrepreneurial mind. Cause I know other guys who like, I'm in a coaching group with, with multiple like gym owners and different people that we all kind of have business goals and we're in a group that we help each other market and all these different things. And we all have this issue where we forget to stop and smell the roses, right? Like I forget that – so six years ago, I was a chubby dude working in Rite Aid as a clerk in, on Pack Highway. It was actually like – it was in the hood. It was just not a good – like – and I would forget to think about that. And now I run a six-figure online business and work at one of the top gyms. I have a podcast. I have a wife that's uh, – not a wife yet, but a girl who's having a baby soon, like – I forget that like I have, you know what I mean? So I get down on myself and I don't appreciate it. And it, it's kind of that growth mindset. You're always looking for the next step. But I think the most important thing is just come, like fall back and remember what got you there and, and never like fall victim of not appreciating things. So that's probably the worst habit for me is just remembering to do that. And, and it's funny because my girl is actually the best way of like reminding me to do that because she's always like forcing me to like vocalize like wins and stuff which is a blessing but um other than that man i can't think of anything that's that's killing me i know like i would say at the beginning um man i think i went through phases so if we talk about my body like before i lost weight it was it was just junk like i just ate processed junk like i couldn't get in the rhythm of eating real foods and that's like i think the most foundational principle of nutrition is like if it fits your macros works like paleo works intermittent fasting works all these different things work you have to have a system for yourself but the foundational thing is just 90 percent of your diet being real food and not sticking to all this crap right like eating like a child so that was huge for me that was really tough and then and then i got to a point where i actually got on stage and i did a physique competition and i was so like rigid with my nutrition and my training that I had no flexibility. And then it was hard for me to step away from that side of things, like tracking every single macro to the gram and just being intuitive. Like it took me a long time to be like, okay, I'm putting my fitness power away because I don't need to track everything I do. So that was another bad habit I had to overcome, but kind of just not not feeling bad about it. Right. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And the, and the thing is, is like when you do this long enough, I know what to eat. Just like when I cut tracking out and I'm just eating off how I felt, mm-hmm. my calories probably fluctuated a bunch. I didn't gain any weight. Like I know what to eat. Like it, it was just, it's like a, a scarcity of not having that control. Um, uh, but I think it's, I think it's good for you to step out of that and, and be able to grow and learn. And I like the biggest thing to take away from all this in my mind is like, just you asking me, this is probably like, me asking myself that like back then was like the powerful thing. Like, okay, what are you doing right now that you could fix? That's huge. Just recognizing it. Yeah. Yeah. Be just being yeah. aware. Cause people go on autopilot for so long and it's like, yep. Take a 100%. second. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, at the habits, you know, I, I like to talk about the next piece, which is fitness. What, what, do you love about fitness? 
Man, I think that um, like the most fascinating thing about fitness to me is that we can change so much about our bodies through it. Like I think that's what keeps me going on it. I got really big into like the bodybuilding side of things. Like I was just I think it, it stemmed from being the chubby guy that like I wanted so bad to be able to ch- change how I looked. Like having abs was like a, a impossible thing for me. So once I was able to change all these things and see abs and actually I got like shredded, I was like, dude, this is insane. Um, and then to be able to switch my goal and go like deadlift however much weight I wanted to and work on strength. So just knowing that I can always change the way I want my – or like I can change my goal or change my habit, change my body from so many different perspectives, that keeps me training quite a bit. I fall into the bodybuilding style training quite a bit because I just love – like I love going in and getting a good pump. That's probably my favorite type of training. Um, but lately I've been doing a lot of Muay Thai and boxing. So now I'm kind of like seeing an, a whole different side of everything. And again, that's just what keeps me motivated is like fitness is something that it lasts forever, right? Like there's no end to it. You can change what you do, how you do it, what the goal is, what the outcome is, what the training modality is. Um, so to me, like that's the really exciting thing, I think, is just knowing that I can change whatever I want to change to make it happen. So right now I'm working on a lot of MMA stuff and doing a lot of explosive-based training. Um, and then going back to like my morning routine, like I'm a firm believer that fitness or activity in general is something that puts your like your entire life and well-being in power, right? Like and that's why like how that core force system was created is because if I can change my body, I can change my mind because I become more confident and more certain and, and everything. I feel better. Um, and there, I mean, there's studies to prove like on a physiological level, it's the same thing as well. Right. And then once I can change that and I can change my mindset, I can actually become a better person and I can influence my relationships more. And if I can take care of all those things, business just kind of like grows because you're, you're this different persona, you're different energy, you have different motivation, you have different relationships and networking and communication skills. So above all else, fitness is, is something in my life because of that, because I know that it will allow me to be the best human being i can be and that that's huge because that's what people don't see it translates everywhere you know like people just think yeah. like, and this is my next question people think like well it's not my thing i'm just gonna business is my thing and it's like well do you not realize that fitness is gonna help that like yeah so much and so so my next question is i asked you why you love fitness why why do you think some people don't and some people say like oh it's not my thing i think uh, part of me wants to like and i don't want to have like like the hard ass answer like oh they're pussies but like i think that i think it's tough like i think it's hard right like there's a lot of sessions like it's funny like i texted uh my boxing coach the other day and i literally was like yo we need to go harder like i'm i'm just gonna be real with you like the last session wasn't over the top like it used to be and stuff and he murdered me when I got there but afterwards I felt good but I but it's one of those things I had to like think about texting him that for like 20 minutes because I was like I know if I text him this like it's not gonna be fun but I knew I had to do that so I think like 
a very small amount of people have the willingness to like push outside their comfort zone. And I think that is the number one reason why people think it's not for them. Because even for most people, man, like I know for me, I used to, uh, do you remember, uh, vision quest? Yeah. Sounds the, oh, yeah. The gym. at, uh, the, Super the gym. Bowl, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was the first gym I ever joined was the super mall vision quest in the mall and, where uh, everyone can watch you. <laughs> yeah. So the cool thing was it it was open 24-7 or it was like open till midnight or something. And I knew the mall was closed. So I used to purposely go to the gym past dark and when the mall was closed because I didn't want anybody to see me. Yeah. Because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, right? I was chubby. I have never lifted in my life. Like I'm like, this is intimidating. Like I'm kind of embarrassed as it is. Like, and And when you're trying to lose weight, it's just not something fun like that, right? So I had to put myself out of my comfort zone and it wasn't. Until I got comfortable doing so that I was able to start going in the middle of the day and I didn't care if people saw me and I started like getting more into it. So I think the biggest reason is just that. It's just people just don't want to let themselves get uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the number one reason. No, that's true. And and that's – And like- I think – Go ahead. Sorry. I think I think I think people have a tough time realizing like what you were saying, like that it translates. And that's that's been something that I've been trying to preach a lot. Like I actually have on the back of my like boom boom performance shirts that says your body is the path to power. And I keep trying to reiterate that to people because I have a lot of clients that have stayed with me for a couple of years now and, and they got their result a long time ago. But they understand that it does so much more for them than just keep the weight off that they need to stay with me. They need to stay training. They need to stay healthy. And like, that is something that I think would change a lot too. If people could understand that it translates to so many other areas and they could see the difference in every aspect of their life because of it, I think more people would be willing to change. And that's like, I agree. Like that's what I have been trying to show people too. And, and I'm trying to think of a way like, because once they feel that and once they see it, it's over with, you know, they're hooked. Like you were hooked and, and most people. Um, so it's like, it's like, how do you like with business, people know that money is there and they know like, so that's always there. Like, how do you show people like, Hey, this money does come with these weights, you know, like, almost. yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, right? It's like, if I go look at this marketing strategy and look how many dollar signs so-and-so got by implementing this into his business. I see the numbers. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, done deal. Give it to me. Like, let's go. It works. So I think number one, it it takes testimonials and experience, right? Like I I can now refer back to people and thankfully have testimonials where they say like this – because I asked them like, hey, don't be afraid to write about what else it did for you. Yeah. And people will say like, man, this changed my relationship. It changed this, blah, blah, blah. And then I use that and I build off that, right? Or I use my – like stuff like this is perfect because now people can listen to the podcast. And, and we actually – it's funny. We just did uh, – we released one on our podcast, Mind vs. Muscle, called The Four Pillars of Power. And we talked about fitness, mindset, relationships, and finances. So we have thousands of people listening to us on their talk, like hearing us say like this has worked for us and you wonder why we have balance in our life. This is why because we do these things, right? So I think it – I can only see it having – like it has to grow. It has Mm -hmm. to get more well-known because so many people are going in that direction and so many – like I mean shit, look at like Tony Robbins. Look at uh, 
Gary Vaynerchuk. Look at Rob Deerdeck is a great example. That guy's like such a hustler behind the scenes in the skateboard industry. Um, so many like quote unquote gurus or entrepreneurs or business owners or really successful people. They're active every single day. They take care of their body above all else. So it's not by mistake. Right. So it's, it's, it's got to catch on. No, definitely. And, and that's, that's kind of, um, our job and, and where it's going because, you know, like maybe like 20 years ago, all it was about was physique and how you look. And now yeah. it's kind of translating that way. So it's, you know, it's exciting to, to continue to build on that. Um, my next question would be like, where would you recommend someone getting started? You know, if you, you kind of mentioned how you were like, I had to go when the mall was closed, late hours. I mean, yeah. what would you recommend someone do? I mean, I'm a huge fan of coaches like to this day, like obviously that's my career. So you can call me biased, but at the end of the day, like I still pay top dollar for some of the elite coaches and then in in a different industry to coach me on life and personal development and relationships and business and, and my body. So I believe that everybody, like if I could have afforded it at the time, I would have hired a coach right out the gate because I think that having guidance and support is the key because if we look at Facebook, Instagram, uh, bodybuilding.com, like men's health, these magazines always help. Every single one you – like if you go to the homepage or the first article or whatever you see on the first site of any of those, it's going to be conflicting with every other one you see. And the issue with that is like people have scatterbrain because they have all these ideas, right? There's so many – and like I said earlier, like you can do intermittent fasting. You can do it for your macros. You can do paleo. You can do clean eating if you want. You can do whatever. It all works. It's all just different ways. It's it's like you can it, there's a million ways to skin a cat, right? You can whatever is allows you to adhere and stay consistent is is what's going to be the best solution. So, I think finding a coach or a support group or like there's Facebook groups now, there's like so many different avenues or like listening to the right people because if anybody ever says this is the way, this one way is the way, then you know they're full of shit because there's so many different ways to do it. So, seeking out individuals like us who say that there's multiple ways I think is the biggest thing because that's going to allow people to understand that they don't need to like suck in all this information they just need a little bit and they need to stay consistent like just basic stuff and and the problem with that is it's not sexy right like for me to say hey just focus on a couple habits and just stay consistent with it that's not cool but if I'm like Yo, you're gonna go on this extreme carb cycling program with a four day split, and that like I have all this cool shit with fast cardio and these yeah. supplements. <laughs> it's just like people are like, that is what it is, right? Like I got to do that shit. Yep. So finding somebody who isn't gonna feed you all that crap, like it's just gonna be real with you and say like we just need to focus on the basics first. There's a lot of ways to do this. We're gonna find the best way that works for you, and just know that, right? So whether you find that through a website like my blog, like there's a ton of info on there and you can read like different strategies. So it could be overwhelmed to some people, but I always leave every blog saying like, remember that this is just one way to do it. And I'm, I make a good point to do that. So finding those kind of sources, I think is the best way to go. So you either find a coach or you find a trustworthy source and just like do the bare minimum. Cause, and I always tell this to my clients is like, Hey, we want to get away with the most results with the like the minimum effective dose essentially right so instead of me pulling out all my tools of all these different strategies 
I'm just going to give you one thing because it's going to it's going to get the wheel rolling anyway. So let's get it rolling, get the weight loss coming, and then when a plateau hits, I'll take out another tool. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to stick to it longer. No, hundred percent. And and I liked what you said about finding that that source, that right source, because yeah, there's so many people, and and I'm glad you pointed that out. Like a way that they can kind of weed out the wrong ones, and and I think you definitely have to like trust your gut on that like do i like the way this guy writes does he seem trustworthy and and follow that um and then i i also liked how you said you know you you pick that one thing and what i tell people is like like you said everything works but what's going to be sustainable for you what can you continuously do and that's what works you know yeah that's that's really it yeah, it's okay that like me and you have to do different things to get the same result because we're different people. We have different lives, you know what I mean? So I think I think that's huge. And that goes across the board like with everything in life. 100%. So the next piece is is diet. I know we've talked about like nutrition being so important. It was it was one of the most important pieces for me. Like I I had for a lot, for a few years, I tried so hard to out-train my diet, and it just did not work. I'm like lifting so much so often, and then I'm eating DiGiorno pizzas and microwave corn dogs every night, and, <laughs> and it just like I was always wondering like what is going on, and then like you said, getting comfortable with real foods that was the game changer. So yeah, I want to ask like. What what is your diet typically like? So for me right now, I do a little bit of intermittent fasting simply because a lot of the work I get done is bright and early. Like I told you, I wake up at 530 and I, I go through my routine and then I go right into content. So whether that is the blog posts or the emails, uh, newsletters, programming for clients, website updates, it, like all that's done in the morning. And I do have a clear head when I practice intermittent fasting. And there's studies to show that it helps a little bit, right? I usually don't make it past like 14 hours of fasting. I don't like to push it too far. Um, and right now I'm like all intuitive eating. So I actually went through, uh, I tracked macros for a long time. So I actually had like my fitness pal check-ins for over a year, like every single day. Um, whether I was on point with my dad or not, I mean, I I would go to Vegas for like an event and I would add in like a shot of vodka just to keep the street going. So (laughs) I can't say that there was a full year of good nutrition, but I, I I definitely practice like if it fits your macros, um, with a more healthy approach, like I'm not a guy that's eating a bunch of pop tarts and shit, but I, uh, I, I definitely did that. I, cause I got on stage and I used macros to get that lean. So I knew it worked, right? It was a system. So after uh, after I got on stage, it was actually a horrible idea. I, I had I got on a physique competition. I got extremely shredded. I had a photo shoot the next day, so I didn't have like any cheat meal or anything after the the mm. competition. Went straight to the photo shoot the next day, and then I actually left on a cruise the next day, <laughs> which was a horrible idea because I gained a shit ton of weight on this cruise because it was like all you can eat and drink, right? So like all week I just destroyed myself, came back hating myself, didn't want to even look in the mirror. So I went to macros again and cardio and it was actually like a really bad mental mind fuck in a way because I went right back to the compulsive dieting just to get the fat off. So 
I got a little bit better with being able to eat more calories and figure that out and carb cycling and so on and so forth. But I did macros for a long time and, and not too long ago, I was finally just kind of like, what am I tracking this shit for? Like I'm lean, I'm happy, I feel good. Like I don't, I know what to eat, right? So if, if I ever, like I did a photo shoot for my website update not long ago. So I tracked macros for 12 weeks and I dialed things in and got lean enough, did the photo shoot and I stopped tracking again, right? Cause I'm like, I'm happy where I'm at. So right now I practice really just habitual eating. So um, I fast, like I said, 12 to 14 hours. I eat three to four meals a day. Every meal has protein in it. I try to get veggies in every meal. Um, I, I do carbs around training pretty much pre and post workout. And then I just have like healthy fat sources. So for me, it's like as close to like paleo as I can get mm-hmm. minus the halo top ice cream. But <laughs> so I'll do uh, <laughs> paleo. I mean, because to me, paleo it makes sense, right? It's, it's extremely healthy. You can't go wrong with it, but I think it's, it's a little too far to say that I can never eat rice. Yeah. You know? So I I do about 90% paleo. Like I eat as much real foods as I can. And I just, and I just eat till I'm full and just try to be really intuitive. So my diet's not like crazy right now. It's, I'm not really trying to gain. I'm not trying to like lose fat. I'm just maintaining. And I just want to like cognitively feel good. Like I want my sex drive to be high. I want my hormones to be high. Like just I want to stay healthy. Let me go back to the intermittent fasting piece because it's super interesting. Um, I've I've dabbled in it a little bit, but I was it always was your head always clear to start in the mornings, or did it take like some working uh-huh. up to? Okay, because I because I was like, yeah. man, I can't do this. Anybody who like waits through the the foggy first couple weeks will notice that benefit, especially honestly, like the further you tap into it, like 16, 18 hours is actually even better. I just, I'm always hungry. So there's no way I'm making it that long. Right. Uh, another question I want to ask is how do you make that the diet that you do? How do you make it easy for yourself? I think step one is I just don't have a lot of shit in my house right like i just make sure because i know like if it's there i'm more likely to eat it like and it's just that easy so for a lot of people like i think the best thing to do and what i've done is just eliminate the shit in your house right and like there's like one thing of junk in my entire house and it to be honest with you it's it's shannon's and it's not something i crave like i don't like it's funny because it's cheetos and i just i've never liked cheetos so it's not a temptation for me right but if there was like like this sounds weird but jelly beans like if there was jelly beans in my house i'm smashing those motherfuckers (laughs) because i love i love jelly beans right but I would just rather not have my house. So for me, it's like I just stock my my fridge and my pantries with as much whole foods. If it's not there, there's no chance of you eating it, right? And and I think the biggest thing is when it's not there, I have to resort to real foods. And if you actually eat more real foods, you'll notice that your cravings actually go away. So that's a big one for me. Um, I don't really meal prep too much because like I would, I have a lot of people who practice a lot of meal prep because I think that does make things easier, but. I run an online business, so I can go out to the kitchen and cook my meal when I need to. Uh, so it's a little bit easier for me. Um, but back in the day before I ran, because I mean, there was a point where I was going to school, I was writing the blog, and I was working at a training facility. So I was busy all the time. And then I had two jobs at one point. So I've been there where you're eating on the go and everything. And and for me, it was just, it's grit, right? It's just self-discipline. It's, it's knowing what 
knowing that there's always a better choice, right? Like in knowing that not everything's going to be perfect, right? There was times I had to eat at 7-Eleven, but I would get beef jerky and some almonds and a muscle milk, right? And it's not perfect no. by any means. There's there's going to be bullshit in all those because they're processed, but it's better than me going, ah, fuck it. I don't have any good choice. I'll just go to McDonald's. So I think that's probably the biggest thing for me. Yeah, do the best with what you got. Yeah. Continuously 100%. try to do the best. Yeah. No doubt. After, you know, after fitness and, and diet, the, the, the thing that it all is leading up to in, in my idea is, is just to be happy, you know? So what are some things that you do to, to prioritize your happiness? Um, you know, I think the gratitude journal has been a game changer to me because before that I was just always on like full throttle mode that I never stopped to realize why I was doing this all the time. Right. And now when I wake up and and I write out like who and what I'm so thankful for, it changes everything. Right. And it kind of gives you a different perspective. Um, I've been practicing this more than ever, um, because I have a baby growing inside my girlfriend's stomach, which is like a life changing experience. So for me to like focus on that has been huge. Um, but man, I think just, I I think, like I always so like it's actually really cool like my coach who's like I said the self-development business coach or whatever we have we have a key four right and that's like your four business things that you have to do this week so whether that's like a specific marketing tool you have to reach out to somebody a meeting whatever it is you have four things that have to get done this week for you to move towards the ultimate goal and you can do more than that but you have four things but he added a fifth thing to the system and it's fun and he was like nothing will happen unless you continually plan fun for yourself so for me, the two things is uh, date night and fun for myself. So every single week, I got to do something for me, right? I got to make sure that no matter what, whether it is going like, so I'll still to this day, like, go hop on my skateboard and just go cruise around, right? Like I used to skateboard as a kid. And there's a point in time where like playing video games or, or riding your skateboard or whatever it may be will make you feel guilty because you're, you could be doing something productive. And as an entrepreneur, that's the thing that kind of creeps into your mind. Yep. But you have to know that stepping away and creating some space for yourself to have fun will always allow you to produce more in the long run. So for me, happiness is like doing the date night. So I'm spending close time with my significant other and then doing something for myself. Like I've even gone to a matinee alone because like, <laughs> it's just it's yeah. just time for me, right? And I just want to chill. Um, so not forgetting that because I think that's like – at the end of the day, it's like – we can grind away at work and training all this stuff, but if you're not doing anything with it, then what's the point, right? You can get super lean, but if you're never going to the beach to show it off, what's the point? 100%. If you can have all this, you know, if you have all this money, but you can't go spend it on fun, like what's the point? So stepping away every week have fun is probably the biggest thing to me um, to just continue and then just recognizing what I'm actually grateful for. Like that's always going to keep me like remembering what makes me happy and what I have in my life. So I'm not only focused on what's to come, but what I already have. 100%. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the, the, the time's going to pass either way, whether you plan that fun or not. So just plan it and yeah, do it. You know, that that's huge. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you make it a priority. And I've, I'm saying it now. I'm going to start the grateful thing in the morning. I got to do it. I've heard multiple <laughs> people talk about it. And now I got someone in person saying that. So cool. 
Dude, it's one it's one of those cheesy things too, where like someone will be like, like, oh, okay, so like, how did you like start building your success? And like, ah, oh, well, I started with a gratitude journal. You're like, okay, yeah. that's cheesy. Like, get out of here. Like, but or and it's just like what we were talking about with the fitness stuff, right? Like, that's not like a cool, sexy strategy. But at the end of the day, that's the shit that works, man. It's like, I I, I don't. I never skip a morning of that, no matter what. Even if I'm out of town or I, I'm wherever, like I'll pull up my phone. I do it on my phone for that day because I don't have my journal. Like it's a, it's a non-negotiable. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, oh, what's that really gonna do? Until you actually do it, and then you yeah. see things shift. So that's huge. Yeah. Um, so got a couple couple more questions left, but before that, where where can people find you? Where can they get in contact? So. With you? Everything is on uh, – I mean essentially every way to contact me is on boomboomperformance.com. My nickname is Cody Boom Boom McBroom if anybody's wondering where that came from. It's a long story but um, – so Instagram, I'm Cody.BoomBoom. Uh, I don't really do Twitter but I think I'm Cody Boom Boom on there. Facebook, Cody Boom Boom McBroom. Everything can be found on Boom Boom Performance though. That's, I mean my, my website, my blog, my Facebook, Instagram, podcast. So Boom Boom Performance. Dope, dope. All right. Um, so one of the last few questions is, who do you most look up to in the fitness and health industry? And that's tough. You know, like I, I got to throw Luca Hosovar out there, which is the owner of the gym in, in Ren. He was my first big mentor, um, one of my first big mentors. I had a few, but he's been the one that's been in my life the longest. Um, I've learned a ton of, from him just from business. I mean, he has a lot of stuff out there online as well. Uh, business, training, life, everything. So I've, I've been into a lot of people from him. Um, man, I, I've always been a huge fan of uh, Jason Ferrugia. I'm a big fan of his. He, uh, com. he runs Renegade Radio. He's good friends with Luca. He, had, he was one of the first ones to like, changed the online fitness game like he was way back in the day he was running renegade gym over in jersey and he was like one of those guys that was like lifting tires and chains and listening to rage against the machine so he's kind of like that hardcore gym setting with graffiti on the walls and he wrote a, a article for men's health and it like sold his ebook on there some shit and he made a shit ton of money really quick and he realized like the power online and how many people he could reach and he built this crazy website and this blog and so him and nate green uh nate green does a bunch of different stuff in the industry now he used to be primarily fitness and then he went to precision nutrition and now he just does like marketing and consulting and stuff but those are the two guys that i related to the most because i had a lot in common with them and they started their blogs and online businesses to grow to what they are today and it just changed everything. Like, I mean, and I read a lot of stuff. So, I mean, I'm reading Brett Contreras, uh, Lane Norton, uh, Stuart McGill, like all these guys that are doing studies and shit. Like, I, I read all that too. But if there's two people who have influenced me the most that I actually don't – like, I know both of them. I've hung out with both of them many times. But I'm not, like, friends with them. They know me and they know my name and, and I know their name. And we've I've actually gone to a club with Dave Ruggio, which was kind of crazy. But yeah. – um, but those two guys definitely changed the game for me big time. Awesome. Awesome. I'll, I'll definitely have to check them out. So the the last question that I ask is 
if you could wave a magic wand and and add one thing to people's lives that would make them healthier, what would that be? <sighs> Damn. That's a tough one. <laughs> one thing. I I would if I could wave a wand, I would and let me let me know if this is an acceptable answer cuz I'm not really adding something. I would I would change their taste buds. Like I just wish I could cuz like I love like eating some like just fucking grilled chicken and like a bunch of roasted vegetables and like fruit for just like I lo- like I wish people could feel the power and the flavor and and just be happy with real food. So if I could like change their taste buds to accept that a little more maybe, um, that would probably be my thing because I don't know what I could add into there, right? Like I mean, yeah. besides like drive, I guess. But yeah, I would I would change their taste buds to just enjoy real food more. No, that's a really cool one because basically what you do, like like once you like you said, once you do eat it, your taste buds do kind of change, you know. Yeah. So it would be like you taking out that couple week process. Like they just got to yeah. do it once and then they're good. They're hooked. Yeah. Cool. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I love that, man. Well, cool, man. I, I want to acknowledge you for, for jumping on. Um, it's, it's always a pleasure to meet someone in the state of Washington doing these things. But it's cool that like everything you talk about and everything you're doing that are things that I believe in too. So I, I definitely appreciate you jumping on and, and I can't wait for people to to hear the conversation. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. It's been a blast and we'll, we'll have to do something again. If you love the mind versus muscle podcast, want more free content and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review to get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag mind versus muscle.